Tank Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll be featuring independent journalist Rob Pegarero. We'll focus on Apple's financials, the new hardware for Macs, iPads. A little bit later, we'll be hearing from Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer in a special Encore episode. All this and more on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> we have tech journalist Rob Pegarero independent tech journalist let's emphasize that and i think one of the issues that has concerned us recently about apple is that there's a new thing called apple inflation for years <laughs> apple kept the prices of different products fairly steady sometimes cut the prices the last mac mini for example was down a hundred dollars but that was four years ago and you'll hear what happened to that we go back to september and some people felt that the iPhone 10 in its 10s configuration, Apple would make $100 less and then sell the Plus or the Max version for the same price as last year. But no, they added a new price tier. So this is the start of something bad where Apple is now charging more for stuff. And then we have the Mac event. Rob? I'm very happy we have a new MacBook Air and a new Mac Mini. About dang time. But how can you ship machines that have such such capable components, except then you're still putting a 128-gig SSD in them? Like, where is Apple even finding them in quantity these days? Because if you look on Amazon for an aftermarket SSD, the smallest you're going to find is like 250 gigs. And it's kind of an insult to the customer to start like the Mac Mini especially, where they spend all this time talking about how powerful it is. It's got this, you know, six-core processor. And then you have this useless storage volume, and upgrading it is expensive. It's 200 bucks to go to 256 gigs, which should have been, that should be a table stakes allotment of storage. Going to 512 gigs is $400. Going to a terabyte is $800. When you talked, I was looking at the prices at Amazon for aftermarket internal SSDs. Silicon Power. 256 gigabyte SSD, $37.99. Now, a 128 maybe cost Apple, what, $10, if that? Yeah, you know, I get you pay a little bit of a premium to have it already installed and set up and all that good stuff, but come on. What we have right now is a storage configuration that was sort of okay in 2012. That's six years ago. Times have changed, and, and Apple... You know, yes, you charge a premium price for a premium product. Here, you're charging the premium price, and you haven't advanced the storage at all. Just looking, Rob. 500 gigabytes is still around 80 to to $100. What the heck is Apple doing? And the thing is, if, if the, the surcharge to go to, like, a terabyte was 500 bucks, which itself would be a huge markup over what you pay for just a bare drive from an aftermarket vendor, I'd be like, okay, you know, that's 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 all right. I don't feel great about it, but you're future proof. Eight hundred bucks, double the price of the computer. <laughs> that doesn't make me feel good as a customer. I'm looking. Amazon Crucial, one terabyte SSD, one fifty four ninety five. Samsung one sixty two ninety nine. I mean, a terabyte drive today is about what a terabyte hard drive costs four years ago, five years ago. 
it's down to less than $150. I haven't checked 2TB yet. I'm going to check that. Yes, maybe their SSDs are better. Maybe their SSDs are better, but that much better? I have my doubts. <laughs> this reminds me, you remember when they, they introduced the first Apple TV and it, it sort of got Mac Mini. It's been a few years without any changes. And towards the end, I was like, where are they finding you know, 40 gigabyte hard drives or whatever the original allotment was? Like, Who makes them in that small of a size? Because <laughs> at that point, you, you, you could not have bought one you know, on the market yourself. Yeah, this this company is very difficult to deal with as a customer sometimes. Two terabyte SSD, starting at two eighty seven eighty three, going up to six ninety seven forty nine for a high end Samsung nine seventy, which may be closer to what Apple uses. So we're talking about what three to seven hundred dollars, roughly, give or take, with discounts for a two terabyte SSD. Apple, for heaven's sake, what they're charging there is just insane. Yeah, I'm afraid they're going to offer, you know, rust proofing on the Mac Mini or the MacBook Era to go with it, because that would sort of fit right into this, you know, the, the sort of forced upsell you're looking at here. That means the, when you buy one, you're taking a bath financially. Yeah. Now, I'm told that with the Mini, you can at least, you know, I guess they discourage you from upgrading the memory yourself, but it does have accessible RAM slots. So you can avoid that. And I guess you could plug in an external SSD, which you then also, of course, realistically you you're probably going to want an external optical drive and an external sd card reader and so suddenly this compact computer has this little ziggurat of external storage devices stacked on top of it but that way you avoid paying the apple tax so i suppose that's an option yes but look at a fully maxed out mac mini from apple forty two hundred dollars i cannot understand even how it gets from 499 to 799 and this is just one example I agree the Mac Mini can become a pretty decent machine. I guess it becomes similar to, what, an iMac in terms of what's inside because of the six-core processor. But still, the prices are insane. It's like years ago, they used to have a character in New York who ran a chain of consumer electronics stores named Crazy Crazy Eddie. Eddie and Tar and I think his relatives. Yeah were looting the company. Now, this he had made a really good company here. And he had a DJ, Jerry Carroll, doing his prices are insane and all that. He really had a good company going there. It seemed like it was really growing in terms of the number of stores. He and his family were looting the company. And finally, I think he escaped to Israel. And finally, Eddie Antar was arrested. Then he came back years later apologizing for dishonoring his family and they tried crazy eddie as an online store the point is here apple's prices are insane now we have the macbook air and the speculation about the macbook air was that it's 9.99 apple would find a way for the 13 inch macbook air which i think is still being sold by the way to add a retina display and keep the price at 9.99 so instead they added a retina display slimmed it added USB-C and Thunderbolt, whatever, whatever is up to now, Thunderbolt 3000. And they added Touch ID with the new T2 chip, the Apple system on a chip. Right. So it's $1,199. When they said $1,199, I thought, Apple has completely cut out the original market. And they've also basically supplanted the MacBook. Let's continue. So basically here, Apple has, number one, 
really, I think, double-crossed the customers of the MacBook Air who expected a $999 computer with everything. And what happens to the MacBook? What value is there in a MacBook if the MacBook Air basically supplants it, more or less? Am I wrong? That's an excellent question. Yeah, I mean, you look at their product grid, and it's like, okay, the the Air and the Pro, I get it. Then you have this one monoport laptop that's the same design as ever. And, you know, yeah, it's super light, super compact, which the Air has gotten a little bit heavier in this update. But, yeah, no, like somebody, we don't necessarily have to get back to that Steve Jobs four quadrant consumer pro desktop laptop configuration, but it's really hard figuring out where things fit in between each other now on the laptop side. It's a four and a half quad. You know, it's really, it's what, really getting strange. This is a trapezoid. What? Are we? <laughs> and I wonder here: Will Apple throw in a quick update to the iMac? Because that's really the Mac that has not been touched. I expect the iMac Pro probably wouldn't be changed because it really just started shipping at the end of 2017. Intel may not have been introduced new Xeon chips. More to come. With Rob Peguerero, independent tech journalist, I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. 
By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee, so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. No matter how large or small your digging project may be, no matter how urban or rural... You must always call 811 before any digging project. 811 is our national one-call number, alerting your local utility companies to come out and mark any lines they have near your dig site. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Brought to you by Common Ground Alliance. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So we're talking here about Apple introducing new hardware and raising the prices, starting, of course, with the brand new iPhones. They cut out the $349 iPhone. Yep, iPhone SE, bye-bye. SE, and they introduced, they sell the iPhone 7 for 449 They raised the price on the Apple Watch Series 4. The most expensive iPhone 10, the 10S Max, Sounds like a game. The Tennis Max, right? Tennis Max instead of Tennis Max. <laughs> Sounds like the Apple uh, <laughs> Tennis game is up to, what, 1449 with a 512 gigabyte chip. More expensive. So we now see with their October event for Macs, new MacBook Air, $200 above the other one. New Mac Mini, $300 above the one it replaced. Then the new iMac replacing a, what, a $649 iMac Pro with a 799 iMac Pro 11 inches. Now, according to preliminary benchmarks, by the way, the new iMac, the new iPad Pros are indeed 92% of the speed of the faster notebooks like the MacBook yeah, Pro. I'm getting confused over this. So Apple increased the price of the iPad Pros too, right? 
Yeah, so that's gone up a bunch. And, you know, of course, I guess you've got to buy a new Apple Pencil to go with them. Although this time around, it, it you don't have to plug it into the lightning port and have this thing be unusable with this stylus sticking out of it like some kind of a needle. Uh, and it does, I guess, attach magnetically to the side. So that's good. So the iPad Pro, what interests me is, you know, first of all, you know, yeah, it's got a lot of the processing power of a computer, and now you can use it to charge your phone since it has a USB-C port on it. On the other hand, Apple decided to remove the headphone jack from it, and if you were like a good Apple customer and bought an iPhone and a bunch of Lightning headphones with them, they're no good on this thing, and it makes me think it makes sense to put a USB-C port on an iPad. It's going to happen to the iPhone, and then everyone who has a lot of Lightning hardware is going to get shafted, although... You know, Lightning at this point has to go. It doesn't contribute anything to the market that USB-C properly implemented can't do on its own. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm never going <laughs> to let this headphone jack thing go, basically. Well, it's just more confusion from Apple. Yeah, yeah. So, and and here, I think the more Apple makes the uh, the iPad a computer equivalent, a computer with a touchscreen, it sort of points out that there is this gap because... Yeah, what the iPad Apple is telling you, yes, you know, touch is a good way to manipulate objects on the screen. It's a good interface, unless you have our computers, in which case it's, you know, mouse or trackpad for you, the way we did things back in 1992. Yeah, and meanwhile, on the Windows side, touch is an integral part of Windows 10. There, there are some awkward corners. There, there are parts of Windows 10 that look too much like Windows 95, but they are trying to make this happen and integrate it. Of course, Microsoft doesn't have a mobile operating system that they can make more like a desktop, so they got to make their desktop OS look more like a mobile operating system. But yeah, the more Apple makes the iPad a computer equivalent, the more you have to wonder why can't I do these things on my MacBook? Why why is it that you know there's there's I can't pinch to zoom on anything? The screen doesn't respond to my touch. It's just a display device. So Apple has basically made some really really peculiar decisions here. And once we get past it, we'll go to the financials. But the overall thing is here is Apple certainly made its computers more powerful. The iPad Pro is now much more directly geared as an enterprise product. They expect the consumers will just buy the $329 iPad, and that's good enough for them. But those who want to do real work on an iPad will consider an iPad Pro, the 11-inch or the 12.9-inch. Therefore, it gets the full version of Adobe Photoshop has been optimized for touch, except it only has six, uh, four gigabytes of RAM on the iPad Pro, except if you get the one terabyte, right. then you get six. And I think you get six because it needs more memory to handle the controller. I, I guess, don't know. yeah. I, I haven't looked at I haven't gotten as close into the into the weeds about iPad pricing because like that, that I'm not, you know, I already have a touchscreen laptop, this Windows 10 device I have in my desk here. So, you know, I have an iPad mini in front of me and I, I would consider buying another one, except I can't because Apple hasn't updated that since the mini four. So fortunately, this is an amazing, reliable device. I guess at some point I'll just have the battery replaced on it because otherwise it works very well. And Apple does a great job of supporting it with new software updates. So here we have the iPad Pro with 92% the performance of a MacBook Pro, which is roughly what it is. I think in terms of single core, it's better. In terms of multiple core, it's somewhat less, which is, of course, conveying the impression here that Apple may indeed put those A-series chips on Macs in a couple of years as they, they boost yeah. performance further. But in the meantime, 
what Apple has here is obviously a real desktop replacement. They apparently have made the uh, attachable keyboard a little more flexible, though I don't know how well that's going to work in practice. In fact, it looked to me when they had situated in one particular design layout, it looked to me like a surface from the side. <laughs> Didn't it look like a surface yeah. from the side? But, you know, the thing is here is Apple saying this is going to give console-level gaming performance, and they said this is the equivalent of what? An Xbox in terms of gaming performance, and they show that this game will be brought onto the iPad platform. We have Adobe and other companies bringing their desktop apps fully enabled but optimized for touch to the iPad Pro, the iPad platform. And what that tells me also is with this renewed push, Apple is going to really, really have to double down on ways to make it more of a productive device if that's what they want to do. This is going to be the notebook replacement. It's going to be Apple's Surface. Yeah, well, we'll know it's Apple's Surface if the you know the keyboard cover is is set up so that when you're actually typing it on your lap, it makes it way too easy for the entire thing to slide off your knees and for the tablet to then clatter onto the floor. That would definitely replicate the Surface experience for me. Don't get me wrong; I like the Surface Pro, but sure, that 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 part of it is not so great if you're actually using it on your lap as opposed to a table or a you know airline tray table or whatever. Well, just think though, just think here that Apple has really doubled down on finding ways to boost the iPad. And that takes us back to the quarterly financials where iPad sales started going down again. They had increased slightly for a few quarters and then they started going down again. So now we have Apple making the iPad Pro more of a professional production device with special emphasis on graphic artists because you got the Pencil and Adobe Photoshop. And Adobe evidently worked with Apple, which is very obvious, to take the entire interface for Photoshop and make it work in a touch environment. And that's very interesting. I think that creates very interesting possibilities for the kind of customer Adobe has. Will they bring in design to the iPad? It'd be interesting to do layout with your hands again. Yeah, You know? I always thought about InDesign, one thing which I'll mention in a moment. Rob Peguerero joining us. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it.
Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the purest for you and your family. For over 14 years, thousands have depended on Berkey Clean Water. The Berkey Guy has you covered at home, work, and on the go with water filtration systems of every size for every budget. Now, GCN listeners receive 10% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN at GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you could move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662 or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper, article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next.
When I first tried Adobe InDesign, it was basically PageMaker, gussied up. And PageMaker was designed to mimic on a screen with mouse and keyboard the way a graphic artist used to work doing paste-ups, physical paste-ups, for- pasting graphic elements or text elements from a typesetting machine onto a board. And that's the way you, you dealt with. First experience with desktop publishing was, was with Aldous PageMaker in college. And, and yeah, I spent a lot of time in that. And then I remember first switching over to Quark Express and realizing, oh, you can actually edit like text in this thing. What a concept. But yeah, I haven't well, looked at either of those apps in, or, or in design in quite some time now myself. Now, in terms of Quark Express, it was more oriented towards the typesetter. Precision. Precise measurements, page maker being oriented toward the graphic artist. In design, still being oriented towards the graphic artist and taking over a lot of the flash or a lot of the dominance of Quark Express, which is still being produced, by the way. I mean, is Quark's, it? it still exists and they make interesting changes to it. I did a couple of books with it not so long ago for a client. But a version of InDesign for iPad with touch would take you one step closer to the original way of doing books and other artwork, making them up with your hands. This would be with your fingers moving elements about. I can see that as being very natural, bringing Illustrator to to the iPad. And the reason is Illustrator, again, it's a graphic, it's an artist tool. You're drawing and taking your Apple pencil and drawing something on iPad using Adobe Illustrator. Yeah, we'll see. I remember when it was, you, you could tell that Apple's transition first to Mac OS X, then from PowerPC to Intel, you had to get Photoshop to come along. Once Photoshop was getting ported to whatever the new platform was, then it was established. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you through this old iMac I have where it's got an SSD in it. We talked about that several episodes ago. I'm just going to stand pat with this thing a little while. It hasn't been that many months since I did this drive transplant. And maybe Apple will throw me a bone and, you know, up the minimum storage size in the Mac Mini. Or maybe they'll come out with a new iMac since now that one is gone. Uh, and, you know, I thought we were going to get a new iMac at the the Apple October event. We did not. Because the existing iMac model has itself gone, I think, 500-something days without an update. And not a huge difference but you'd certainly think that if Apple can put a Touch ID sensor on the MacBook Air, they can put one on the front of the iMac below the screen so you don't have to type your password 50 times a day. That would be nice. Well, maybe then before the end of next week, there'll be a new iMac and Apple will introduce it with a press release. Or maybe they couldn't get it ready right. in time. And maybe the chips they wanted from Intel were not available in the quantities. You know, Intel is not having an easy time. Scaling up their chips these days. Yeah. The the whole industry, the, the Moore's Law is just not what it used to be, I guess. Intel can't get 10 nanometer chip fabrication working efficiently. Apple's gone to 7. And Samsung and Apple's contract maker for the A-series chips can all do 7. So Intel is really behind the 8-ball. And it explains also why we might indeed see ARM-based Macs coming up. Because remember that the chips Apple's using, like the A12X, it's designed to work in a very constrained environment. Very tight control of resources. 
And that means using the minimum amount of power. But for a regular notebook where you have a much bigger battery, can they scale up that processor to work in an environment where you have fewer restrictions? And if so, what kind of performance level would it achieve? If it's 92% where it is now with limited memory and limited resources, what's going to happen if it went to a regular notebook computer? Could they get it to be... 92 percent faster i don't know that would be nice to see i think we see the handwriting on the wall except that apple also is and this is what takes us to the financials that apple is seeing here that every single one of its main product lines and I, apple didn't say that all that much about the apple watch we'll go into that in a moment the main product lines imac and mac the ipad the iphone saturated markets now in terms of sales growth sales growth is limited mac sales were down a tad iphone sales were up a tad ipad sales were down a little bit more than a tad so what is apple going to do in response they will no longer report unit sales during their quarterly financials you're gonna have to guess folks yeah who do they think they are amazon (laughs) For our listeners, Amazon has this habit of never saying, since they got into the hardware market with the first Kindle, that they never talk about how many Kindle tablets, Kindle Fire tablets, uh, Fire TV sticks, Fire phones. I think we know how many Fire phones were sold. (laughs) So you just have to guess. They always say, oh, it's great, or it's a, a multiplier of some unknown number. So it was twice whatever it was before, which was guess. Now we're going to see. They're trying, I think, for the most part, to explain now that services are going to have a bigger and bigger emphasis, a bigger and bigger part of the earnings picture. And the reason you won't get information about the sales of these specific products, the iPad, the Mac, and iPhone, is because sales won't be growing. They may be going down. But the only hints you'll have will be average sale price and total sales for the company. Looking at their uh, summary data for their Q4 earnings, you can see that uh, Mac sales down 2%, revenue up 3%. Uh, yeah, you're right. iPad sales, they really did year over year down 6% unit, down 50% revenue. iPhone sales, in terms of units, even, no change. Revenue up 29%. So as you were saying, they, they've done a good job of moving the goalposts and moving that average sales price you know, to, to a number they like. Well, remember, they already agreed not to tell us anything about the sales of the Apple Watch. And I thought at that point, yeah, it may have been because Apple didn't have the full confidence where the sales would go. So why even say it? Yeah. I'm looking at the notes of interest from the quarterly conference call. And I searched for the words Apple Watch. And you know how many kickbacks I had? Um, Let's see. It's basically talking about the ECG app now available. Available later this year. And 
and he calls it, Cook, one further example of the kind of contribution we can make in the health space, and we look forward to making more in the future. How many did it sell? Crickets. But that should be a good number. I mean, the Apple Watch is the only smartwatch I, I can expect to see day by day on real people who don't work in the tech industry because, you know, the Android Wear watches have just gotten stalled. Okay, concept sandbag by horrible sport from qualcomm and you know samsung's done some okay watches but but yeah apple's defined the market and apparently in terms of numbers that they are the the leading watch vendor in the world now and we should note here of course even if apple isn't going to release sales numbers there are outside firms that have their own you know, sense of where this is happening. They can glean intelligence from other retailers. So it's not like we won't have some sense of how many Macs Apple sold or how many iPhones. You know, that's not going to be a total black box. So I, I don't really. And of course, we should note also, since Apple announced that, you know, hey, we're not going to release these numbers, that their stock has gotten kind of pounded. Let me, uh, oh, I can finally use the stocks app on my iPad for literally the first time ever. Let me find it in the little Apple, et cetera, folder I threw it into. Here we go. Uh, stocks. How is AAPL doing here? More to yep. come with Rob Pegarero. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hear that? That's the sound of a house being trashed while a gang of thieves ransack the place. And what they don't steal will be destroyed. This year, resolve not to be the next victim of a break-in. Go to faketv.com and discover a device that creates the illusion someone inside is watching TV, even when you're miles away. Security is a mindset, and fake TV should be part of your security solution. Be vigilant, but not fearful. Faketv.com hunters anglers campers and survivalists get back to nature expand your horizons with the highest quality most versatile unique slingshots and sling bows on the market at slingbow.com slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98 they're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool feel the thrill only at slingbow.com 
Broadcasting to over a thousand radio stations, GCN programming is in all of the largest markets. A GCN advertising career could be the business opportunity you've been waiting for. Companies need hardworking representatives just like you to handle their needs, while you earn residual income which can last for years. Companies are buying and they need you. Email advertise at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. Hello, this is Dr. Bill Deagle, MD of Nutramedical.com, announcing the breakthrough Red Deer Velvet DR. It delivers the protected building blocks of all organs and tissues, allowing your own stem cells as architects and engineers to regenerate you. Not since fetal life, when aging does not occur, has such an amazing Nutramed been available to help heal you and regenerate you. Anti-aging requires that you correct mineral, activate nutraceutical, and jump the gene defects and poor diet you have to deliver the cellular tools for regeneration. You must remove old damaged cells and replace them with your young healthy cells to wind the biological clock to a younger you. Order your Red Deer Velvet DR now at Nutramedical.com 24-7 or 888-212-8871. That's Nutramedical, N-U-T-R-I, medical, M-E-D-I-C-A-L.com. Or call our order line, 888-212-8871. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. At GCN Team, we should change the healthy body, brain, and heart pack to the healthy libido pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. We persist here talking about Apple and its financials and increasing the price of all their products and going for the gold and going for the average sale price being higher. Yeah. So we're, we're talking about metrics and uh, Mr. Market did not like it when Apple said, we're not going to provide sales numbers anymore. Their stocks down from $222 a share or so to below around like 210 bucks, just below $210 a share. Uh, and that's just over the past couple of days. So big thumbs down from the market there. Perhaps they'll do better over time. And of course, now I'm going to like scroll over to the ten-year uh, timeline, and th then it's a it's a nice steady green march upwards. There's just a couple of dips in like 2012 and 2016, so they're not exactly hurting. But yeah, I, I wish that they had sort of. I, I'm always pro transparency when it comes to companies, and this was one case where Apple, which is usually ridiculously opaque, was in fact providing a good level of transparency about how their business was going. So the opaque apple is now going to be more opaque. Opaker. Opaker, I like that. Opaker. iPad has 58% of U.S. market. And I think that's the thing here, too, is that maybe Apple isn't growing the iPad market. Maybe they hope by moving into the enterprise that will change. But it also means other companies are not doing any better. 
Right. Well, you know, honestly, they should be doing any better because your alternative is basically Android. And that's a real mess, far more so than in phones, because there's no equivalent of, you know, the Pixel phone from Google. There's no pure Android tablet. Samsung makes some decent ones. I'm sure the hardware on them is good, but it runs the Samsung version of Android. And yeah, they are cheap. You, You trip over, you know, stands fold them on your way into Costco. Uh, then you have Amazon's Kindle Fire series, which runs a forked version of Android. And, you know, they're priced very affordably, although you've got to pay a little extra if you don't want to have ads on the, on the lock screen and the home screen of them. So, yeah, you know, you would think that there would be room in this market for a basic, I read stuff on the web tablet, I, I use uh, Facebook and Twitter and whatever. And I guess the Kindle Fire series is sort of, taken that role by default. And the guidance for this quarter, the December quarter, which is Apple's first fiscal quarter, because their fiscal years roll from September to September 30, what's going to happen here now is it's soft. And they have different explanations, the, the exchange rate and other things, other pressures. But what it means here is that Apple may have really seen their growth plateau more than we expect by seeing that because remember the december quarter is always apple's best and if it's less best yeah yeah it should be i mean last i checked people do still give electronic items as as presents around (laughs) this time of year so yeah we'll see and of course they're also still forecasting a gross margin between 38 and 38.5 percent (laughs) which you know our industry doesn't have that kind of gross margin. Most in, most companies in any industry don't have that kind of gross profit margin. So Apple's still making tons of money, but it's certainly seeing intense resistance to its key products. Right. But then compare them to the, uh, I don't know, the entire rest of the tech industry. You know, uh, Facebook is making lots of money, but they're in a heap of trouble. And it's it seems to be almost all self-inflicted. Uh, Twitter, Google. Um, yeah. You know, (laughs) Apple is probably in the least worst shape of any of the large tech firms out there. Well, you have to look here also about the decision customers will make this quarter if they're buying an iPhone. Do you buy the iPhone XR for $749 or it's going to be like for AT&T Next? If you renew a phone every year, it's 33 and change. If you get a phone every two years, it's like late upper 20s. But, you know, you, you shouldn't buy it through AT&T Next. Even if you want to bet every year, go with Apple's upgrade program because AT&T will hardware lock the phone. So you leave the country, you can't get a prepaid SIM in there. And AT&T's international roaming is not like Sprinter's T-Mobile. It's, it's not a great deal at all. Like, yeah. I'm not a fan in general of buying phones from carriers, but especially if the carrier is AT&T. Well, also consider, though, that Apple's price is higher per month. And if you're not traveling out of the country, what difference does it make? Right. But then you also still have the freedom. You can then, like, you know, keep making payments to Apple and take the phone to another domestic carrier. You could decide to go with prepaid, you know, T-Mobile's Metro or Verizon prepaid or or a third-party company like uh, Consumer Cellular or Ting or whatever, as long as the phone's compatible. So I'm, I'm sort of I've, – I've – I guess I'm, I'm still a little bit cranky with AT&T because of how badly they supported the iPhone over the years when they had an exclusive on it. And they then were the, the last carrier around the world to implement features like 
MMS, remember that, and Mobile Hotspot? We're now going back like seven yeah, years. Yeah, I remember. Eight. <laughs> I'm thinking here, of course, about the 10R. Now, the 10R, to me, sounds like the most logical choice of all of them. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying, too. Several, several reasons. Number one, the liquid retina display. It's not going to be quite up to an OLED display, but most people won't care, especially when the price is so much higher. The battery seems to last longer on it. That's the longest lasting That should battery. be a deciding factor right there. Sure. When you have all that, what are you giving up? Well, 3D touch. Who does 3D touch? Does anybody on the planet use 3D touch? Does it matter that your camera only has one lens instead of two, and therefore you can't do the portraits quite as well? But everything else is fine. So if you give up a few things... A few things, and the display is bigger than the iPhone XS, smaller, a little smaller than the XS Max, but you can afford it. I don't know. I yeah. think Apple's going to see here that its average sale price for iPhones won't increase as much as they expect or hope for. The only difference is, of course, that the iPhone XR didn't ship till late in October, so it has a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. Yeah, when I saw the pricing, I thought, no, I mean, I would definitely, you know, why rush to buy that? I mean, you shouldn't rush to buy a new phone in general. It bothers me when you have people like queuing up at three in the morning Eastern to buy a new iPhone when it launches. We've been to this before. We do this every year. There's going to have enough. So unless your phone is broken, it was literally just run over by a truck that morning. Chill. <laughs> you know, suffer the indignity of having last year's iPhone for a little bit of time and and don't distort your entire schedule and, and maybe spend more on a phone than you needed to because you had to have the new thing right away. Well, also consider this, that are your friends going to look at you and say, why are you using last year's iPhone? If yeah. it's an well, iPhone 10, they're like not going to see the difference. If they say that, were they really your friends? <laughs> if it's the iPhone 10, yeah. as opposed to 10s, you're not going to see the difference yep. externally. If it's the 7 plus, 8 plus, even 6 plus, 6S Plus, you're not going to see much of a difference externally. Obviously, the 10R is a totally different form factor. So all you will see there is a slightly smaller version of the 10S Max with a different screen. So you got to buy a new case, I guess. Well, you know, case makers need that money. I do find, right. though, in looking at the Apple Insider list of cases for the 10R, the best deals are found in Amazon. You can get something really nice for $15, $20. You shouldn't have to spend more. I got one for my last iPhone that I got for my wife for about $7.99. And it was kind of like a wallet case. has a cover and everything. And it's pink. And it was really something that she really dug. But that's a while ago when we had money to spend. That's so much for Apple here, I think. And maybe... Correct me if I'm wrong, even with all the great technology Apple is offering, they're becoming a boring old company. What do you think? Well, you know, I've always I've been saying for a while, it's not fair to complain that Apple hasn't come up with a new groundbreaking innovation because nobody else has. When, when people say that, then you're like, well, what do you mean? Do you mean like virtual reality? Because no one's buying that. Do you mean like the uh, magic leap augmented reality? Because nope, <laughs> that's not lighting up the world. The Phone and the tablet are kind of a maturing product category, and that's okay. We shouldn't be in a – it's annoying to be in a situation where there's this enormous leaping capability every year, and you got to spend a lot of money to keep up with it. 
it's cool that phones are now something you can keep for like two to three years if you can avoid dropping and breaking the thing. So that's fine. You know, uh, you know, I, I think the past few years of headlines about the technology industry have, I hope they've taught the lesson that you sh- shouldn't be too worshipful of the tech industry and its achievements. And, you know, boring companies are not always the worst things in the world to have around. Facebook, they've been an exciting, interesting company. Is that good? Uh, I don't know. Rob Pegarero, Gene Steinberg, you're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So it's nice for a tech company to be boring. Incremental improvements in their products. The technology is just terrific. I mean, Apple gave a list of the technologies on the brand new iPad Pro, and you saw the event as I did. And I looked at all that stuff and said, What does that do to me? What does that do for me? Will it make it possible for me, after looking at that, to want to go out if I have the money sitting here, spare cash, buy a maxed out? iPad for the same price as a MacBook Pro, and will it do more for me? Will it be a more flexible tool for me? And the answer is no. Someday, maybe it will be. And yeah. Apple is Apple's looking at the iPad as something that 
will ultimately replace the notebook, obviously. Obviously, that's what they're doing. And now you bring professional apps over and they'll be doing other things. They added USB-C because they want you to take that thing and be able to run a 5K display off it. Right. Now, think about that. You get yourself a, who has a 5K display? What's just the LG? There are only a few on the market now. Get a 5K display, plug in your iPad and a keyboard, and you got something that, other than the touch capability, maybe you're better off with a MacBook Pro, which can handle two 5K displays. Yeah, which I, I don't know why you'd want to do that, but I guess it's good to have that option. <laughs> well, I really, there, there are developers and graphic artists and whatever. Um, I'm, I'm a one display guy. I mean, aside from the fact at any given time, I have two or three different screens in front of me that are attached to different computers. Because of the fact that I've been living out of a motel in recent months as we look for a new place to live, I just take my 27-inch iMac with me. And most motels, hotels have some kind of desk area for people to work. And you hook it up and it's, it's fine. That is a good use case for an all-in-one. Yes, it is. My scenario where you have a Mac Mini and three different uh, storage devices plugged into it. All right, I have just two external storage devices. I have a MacBook Pro from 2010. It's obsolete. It's vintage. I can't run Mojave on it, but it still runs fine. It's got an SSD and extra memory, but I haven't actually run it for about four months. It's just sitting here. I have the case sitting here. I haven't touched it. I should put it back in storage or something. All right, let's leave Apple for a moment. What other areas are you covering these days? So I've written a few different things about election security lately, and uh, it's a real mixed bag. On the one hand, the, the various experts I've talked to have said, you know, look, it's not as bad as you think it is. There actually has been a good amount of money sent to the states. They're all moving in the right direction. They're all involved in these, you know, security assistance centers. There's a good flow of information. People are not keeping, you know, threats to themselves. They're actually asking for help instead of not. So those are good changes. There seems to be a general consensus that the Russians are, are going to save their best tricks for 2020. I've heard that phrase more than once over the past couple of weeks because basically get the most benefit. And also it's hard to do a whole lot of meddling or hacking, or what have you, when you've got so many different House and Senate races going on. Uh, that said, there are real problems with the voting systems that are deployed now. It is beyond stupid that there are five states that still rely only on direct recording electronic machines, DREs, where there's no paper backup. We knew this was a bad idea in 2004 and again in 2008, 2012. So I would like, I know it's New, Georgia, New Jersey, Georgia, I forget the other three. Apparently, they all will scrap these relics by 2020, but it's dumb that we're backed into this corner. And most recently, I took a look at absentee voting. I did not know this, but uh, only 19 states you know, require you to absentee vote on some form of paper. The others allow some combination of fax, email, <laughs> or voting through a web portal, all of which are difficult to secure, especially email, and really risk a lot of bad things happening. You know, the, the idea, and I get why states are doing this. Participation rates for Americans overseas are really bad, 7% in the 2016 general, according to this uh, study the government did. So, yeah, find ways to make it easy. But I fear that a lot of secretaries of state voting registrars have jumped at the nearest shiny object and said, OK, we'll do it on the Web without really trying to sort of 
think about their threat model and how do we secure it and how do we also maintain a secret ballot. And there are ways to do it that you can have secrecy and also security, but they're difficult and they're complicated. And, you know, not as easy as buying some off the shelf system or just telling people like as Alaska does, email us a PDF or a JPEG of your completed ballot. I was just reading something which takes us into a slightly different topic, but it's important we should mention it. Obviously, when AT&T first bought Time Warner. Yep. Okay. And there were concerns there that AT&T would be overbearing with other companies carrying Time Warner properties such as HBO and Cinemax. Uh, I know where you're going with this. Story for one of the people that you write for, USA Today. HBO and Cinemax go off the air for Dish and Sling TV over programming dispute with AT&T. Uh-oh. What's going on here? Yeah, you know, that was not a total shock. I mean, carriage fee retransmission disputes happen all the time. But, but yeah, AT&T, it's like they... they seem to take a certain amount of joy or pleasure or something in, in living up to people's worst fears of them. Uh, and so here, yeah, they're, they're taking HBO away from a company that competes with them on, in two different markets, satellite and, you know, over-the-top streaming video. And it's like, why are you doing this? You know, you, <laughs> it, it hasn't been that long since the merger was approved, and they're already dancing in the end zone and spiking the football in this way. And the story here says that HBO blames Dish for dropping well, the service. Course. It's their fault. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always it's always someone else's fault. There's someone else to blame. But here, this is something where this merger was approved, and there were concerns about it for this very reason, just like there were concerns with Comcast and NBC, Universal. The same concerns. The concerns being that they might favor so much their own service that other services trying to add the NBC channels would suddenly find themselves with difficulties. But with AT&T, it's more direct because AT&T has a service competing with Dish and Sling TV. They've got Direct TV. They've got Direct TV now. Competing with Sling TV, direct head-on competitors. Yep. Competing with your for your dollars, direct on competitors. And I think under those circumstances, they should have been really, really circumspect how to resolve this carriage dispute. Right. But do you think that this administration is going to do anything about it? I'm thinking that they won't. Well, Trump did oppose the merger. I think... He was feeling in terms of Time Warner, I think he hates CNN. So he thought that CNN maybe should be divested or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to AT&T's credit, the CNN is still on the air and still doing, doing the good and useful work of trying to hold our elected officials accountable. And of course, I had somebody in an Uber ride the other day saying, I don't watch CNN, it's got all that fake news. And I didn't want to enter anything political because you get into trouble when you're taking somebody to the airport or something. And I just asked, what did CNN do that's fake? 
what's the fake news? Just want to know. You know, I'm not favoring them one way or the other. Just tell me where is the fake Just news? Just asking. Just asking. No answer. Well, everybody knows it's all fake news. I said, what? How do you know it's fake news? Because somebody tells you to? And that was the end of the discussion. I didn't pursue it any further. Right. So there we go with that. All right, so that's the latest carriage dispute. But this is one where I suppose third parties can get involved. I mean, anyone who subscribes to Dish or Sling TV and wants to see Game of Thrones, they've got to be mighty concerned now. we got more to come with Rob Peguerero. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. This is Fred. Uh, Hi, I'm Fred. Fred's a repeater. I tend to repeat. Fred has a business. I do have a business. And a problem. Fred repeats the same tired advertising over and over, and now it doesn't work. Over and over. But Fred is about to see a vision. I'm seeing a vision. Advertising on the Genesis Communications Network is the smart way for Fred to reach his potential customers with the most affordable national advertising rates, period. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just email advertise at GCNlive.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do 
do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. Now, the other thing about TV is what Apple TV is doing here. And Apple TV had made a deal with DirecTV now at one time. You sign up for three months and you get the entry-level $179 Apple TV 4K. Yeah, and yeah. I recall that which, which cable provider is offering an Apple TV as a replacement set-top box? Yeah. One of them. I'll look it up as you talk. Yeah, well, you would think more would do that because most cable box cable operators don't seem to know anything at all about interface design. They just have horrible interfaces. Comcast seems to have done a good job with the X1 box. I've had people say they like it who are not fans of Comcast, and they've gotten a few other companies like uh, Cox uses the X1 interface as well. But other cable operators out there, that they should be looking outside because they're not doing a good job on their own. Later this year, Apple TV 4K can replace your Charter Spectrum cable box. Hmm, interesting. Okay. They, they've, for a while now, provided an app you could put on a Roku box that would at least, it wouldn't replace every cable box in your house. You had to have at least one, but you could use that as for your second or third TV, which is great. It's a good way to, you know, get a $5, $10 rental out of your life, use an interface you actually like, <laughs> and... You know, it's a box you might already have because you wanted to watch like uh, Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or any other streaming video app. I was just looking at questions and answers here. What will they charge for you to rent an Apple TV? But it's got to be cheaper than what they would charge for a normal set-top box or even the same, you know, the usual $10 a month. Because what is it? A set-top box, if you buy it, it's what, two ninety nine or something like that? Well, this is cable we're talking about. So you, yeah, if you, you buy roll. the set-top box from the cable company, because sometimes if your credit isn't good enough and you want to get service, they will force you to buy the set-top box as a good faith thing. And it's usually two ninety-nine. If it's two ninety-nine and a basic Apple TV four K is one seventy-nine, I guess they can still lease it to you at ten dollars a month, and you'll buy a new one every year and a half or so. Mm, yeah. 
Yeah, the whole pay TV economics, I'm, I'm glad I'm not. I've now been over nine years out of that, and I cannot say I miss it at all. Well, I have not used an Apple TV in a long, long time. I got in a Vizio 4K set using the Google Chromecast and Smartcast apps, and I had no need for the Apple TV, partly because I'm not that well invested in Apple's ecosystem when it comes to movies. You can yep. rent the movies pretty much from anybody else. There's several services. I think Amazon rents them. You can certainly rent them yep. from Vudu, which is owned by Walmart. You don't need Apple TV for that. And then Movies Anywhere can transfer your content from one provider to another, basically by using the Movies Anywhere app. So I think Apple TV would face a really, really hard market being more highly priced. That's, again, Apple selling something for more money. You know, 179 and 199 and for less than $100, you can get perfectly respectable 4K streamers from Amazon and Roku and all that. Let's not forget that for most people, you don't need the resolution of 4K. HD is fine. If you got a smaller screen, you're not going to see those extra pixels. We've discussed this before in terms of like phone resolution and the whole Apple thing of talking about super retina. No, the whole point of retina is you can't see any more resolution. So by your own logic, there's no point in paying a penny extra for resolution beyond retina. Exactly. And whether it's 226 pixels per inch or 400 something or 500 something, once you get to that threshold, that's it, folks. Don't tell me it's sharper. Because if you can't see the individual pixels, how will it produce a sharper image? There's no way. Yep. Don't make sense to me, but it sounds good in the ad literature. So Apple's had to do it too, in large part because of that. They had to provide more pixels. But get back to the Apple TV. By making it a replacement device, a set-top box for Charter and maybe other cable companies will pick it up, Verizon's going to offer it with their new 5G service. 5G, that's right. Right? What they're doing here, Apple, is finding a way to save that product, to still sell it for a lot of money, but strike these partnerships so if customers don't buy, they'll still buy it. They'll rent it. The customer will rent it. If you can't buy it, you'll rent it. Wouldn't you like an Apple TV as a set-top box instead of this, this crummy old-fashioned thing? Especially if it's DVR in the cloud. That's the key to something like that. You've got to offer DVR service in the cloud because you don't have the big hard drive anymore. Right. And if you're doing that, you end a whole lot of ills there. You really do. You don't have to deal with the local hard drive. If a hard drive fails, all the shows you recorded. If that box fails, all the shows you recorded are gone. I had this happen to Cox Cable once where the set-top box just wouldn't power on. It kept powering off. So I called Cox and said, send someone over. No, you have a bad box. But I've got 10 shows on it to watch. Nothing can be done about that because it's yeah. locally stored on a local hard drive. As soon as you access the cloud, you free yourself. I got 10 shows. There'll be 10 shows no matter what box I put there. 10 shows. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember for years and years, I thought we would solve this problem of having recorded shows stuck on a DVR by letting you copy them to an external drive <laughs> as if they were any other file. But nobody ever did that because it was all DRM. So now I guess we've sort of solved this by going to the cloud where you still can't take the shows anywhere. You can just watch them anywhere, which I guess we should probably, you know, take that as a win and call it a day. Well, at least it'll be on all your devices because if right. you have an app, and that's another thing that bothers me, too. In moving to the motel for a while, there were some shows that I missed because I don't have a DVR here and I wanted to see later. And some of the TV networks offer their content as on demand, like CWTV. Want to watch all the superhero shows, Supergirl Flash? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's free. A lot of the other services like CBS, you've got to log in to your cable provider in uh, order to be everywhere. able to watch a show on demand. You're still getting the commercials. What's the point? You're still getting the commercials. BBC America, I'm missing Doctor Who. Can't see Doctor Who. Can't see Jodie Whittaker's Doctor Who. What am I going to do? Nothing. I've got to wait. I've got to wait till I'm back into a normal apartment and I have the cable service or the satellite service And I could use their on-demand to catch it if it's still available. Right. So I messed up. Rob Peguerero, this has been fun. Yeah. Where can we find more of all the stuff you do? And it's a lot. Uh, You can find me on basically first name, last name, Rob Peguerero, R-O-B-P-E-G-O-R-A-R-O. That's me on Twitter. It's me on Facebook. RobPeguerero.com is where you'll find my, uh, my own blog on the web. Rob Pegarero, thank you so much for joining us this week on the Tech Night Owl Live. All right, you take care. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. I'm David Hall, founder of Diamond Gusset, where we're proud of our 100% grown and sewn American-made jeans. Whether you're out for dinner, working on the farm, or on the road, Diamond Gusset Jeans offers a full spectrum of styles and sizes for any occasion. To find yours, visit gusset.com. That's G-U-S-S-E-T.com. Our loyal customers enable us to continue sponsoring Liberty Media outlets like the one you're listening to. In Liberty, David Hall, Diamond Gusset Jean Company. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. It's been said, any society is only three missed meals away from chaos. Those times may be near. Think about it. Our country faces multiple terrorist threats and aggressions from Russia and North Korea. Social unrest and violent marches yet again may lead to looting of stores and city shutdowns. And our crumbling infrastructure leaves our power grid vulnerable to long-term outages from a single cyber attack. When the chaos from any one of these threats arises, the government knows it can't provide during a widespread national emergency. That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in. 
Get a four-week survival food supply for only $99. That includes breakfast, lunches, and dinners. Order online at preparewithgcn.com. $99 for four weeks of survival food that tastes like homemade cooking and lasts up to 25 years from My Patriot Supply. Get your kits today at preparewithgcn.com. Free shipping is included. Preparewithgcn.com. Have you checked your Google search results lately? Search results are usually the first impression that people form of you or your business. So make sure that they create a positive impression with ReputationDefender.com. What the Internet says about you can have a big impact on your life and your livelihood, even if it's not true. Fortunately, you can now control how you look online and in online search results with ReputationDefender.com. Call 800-831-0771 now. That's 800-831-0771 for your free reputation analysis. If you have negative material from an ex-employee, upset patient, or former client, newspaper article, legal issue, social media, or other source showing up in your search results, you can combat it with ReputationDefender.com. Our dedicated experts in patented technology can help make your online search results look their best. Call 800-831-0771 to learn more. 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Or visit ReputationDefender.com. This is George Norrie from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens, and we're proud to promote amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Visit GCNLife.com for products like Luminess. The Luminess Anti-Aging Skincare Line restores youthful vitality and radiance to your skin, reducing the appearances of fine lines and wrinkles with stem cell technology. There's also Instantly Ageless, which works within two minutes, reducing under-eye bags, fine lines, wrinkles, and pores. Jeunesse has products to help you with how you look and feel in a very short time. Noble-nominated Dr. Vincent Jampapa has designed several products helping the body perform better. Jeunesse products have a 30-day money-back guarantee, and they're available up to a 25% preferred price discount. See all of the amazing Jeunesse products at GCNLife.com or call toll-free 1-844-443-6637. 1-844-443-6637. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Strange things happen sometimes when I talk to people. We had a couple of weird, couple of weird things going on with Adam Inks when we talked to him just a moment ago. So Jeff Gamut of the Mac Observer connects with me and he said, wait a minute, wait a minute. My earphones popped out of my ears. I do things to people. And so he hears me and the earphones go pop like a poltergeist. So that's this like an ears poltergeist where it just kicks out the earphones. It's, it's something like that. But I, I think a part of it is that when you talk, your words have so much power that it just overwhelms my inner monitors and they fly out of my head. Well, let's just hope that your brains don't fly out of your head. I understand there are a lot of politicians like that now. Uh, the word on the street says yes. We can't use those words because the street may come back to haunt us. No kidding. Or is that Wall Street? I forget. We, we were having fun before with the Siri follies, trying to figure out what's wrong with Siri, that article and the information, which you have to pay for, unfortunately, and pay. It's a dollar a day 
$365 a year, but a dollar for one article, I guess, is sufficient. And that explains supposedly what happened when Apple developed Siri, and we'll get to that in a moment. But it seems like it could also be sour grapes because you have all these people who came from Siri when Apple acquired the company. Many of them have left Apple, but none of them have done anything significant since then. They had a company called Viv, I think, that made the Bixby digital assistant for Samsung. We know how great that is, not. But I want to ask you, why would anybody, Jeff Gamut, pay $174,757 for a job application from Steve Jobs from 1973? (laughs) A president, maybe. Maybe Donald Trump's first job application with his dad or something like that. Or Paul McCartney tried to get a job somewhere before he became a billionaire rock musician. Steve Jobs, Uh I mean, there's interest, but that much interest? Apparently, there is that much interest. Have you seen the job application? It's amazing. And when I say amazing, it's amazing that he could ever get a job anywhere. It's It's a scribble, folks. It's a scribble, and it's so horribly filled out. I mean, if if I were looking to hire someone in, in a position and they filled out a resume or excuse me, a job application the way Steve Jobs did for this, this whatever the tech job was, I wouldn't even take the time to – well, I would set it aside so I could show it to other people. That's what I would do. But I wouldn't contact the person. It was just amazing. But Steve Jobs is such an iconic figure that I can see why some people would really be willing to throw a lot of money at something like this. Because with as huge an impact as Steve Jobs has had on not just you and me, but the uh, the, the world as a whole, wow, he, he has changed our planet. So he's a very significant person and he's held up with rock star status by a lot of people. And sure, I can see someone that's really interested in in Steve Jobs and they have a lot of disposable income would want to add something like this to their personal collection. Let me ask you a question here. Would anyone buy a book from his daughter about him? Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of interest. Look at the books that came out around the time he got really sick and then and then after he passed away. And then we have the movies that have come out. But the two um, movies we know about were terrible. The only yeah. one I remember at all was Pirates of Silicon Valley. Pirates of Silicon Valley was a great movie. And by the way, you know, the guy who played Steve Jobs, he came on stage at a Macworld Expo. This was in New York. I remember that. Right. And he he's done a lot of series for USA Network, sci-fi series, TNT. Remember that uh-huh. Falling Skies he did? Wasn't he on ER? He did Falling Skies. He did a show called The Librarians, a perfectly awful, ridiculous fantasy show that's been canceled. Mm-hmm. Noah Wiley, right? Yes. I think he's a decent actor. And I think it was fun that Steve Jobs allowed him to come on and pretend to be like a Steve Jobs hyped up on some kind of drug or something, because that's the way he came across. Like he was doing Steve Jobs maneuvers, but more exaggerated. 
it was interesting to see that whole thing with Noah Wiley coming on stage. And I remember when that happened, um, th- there were some people around me that thought that that was actually Steve Jobs at first. I didn't. And the reason I didn't is, of course, that I had met him once or twice. And I was sitting fairly close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you were close. Actually, I just realized you were a lot closer than I was. I watched that on a big screen in Denver. Because that, that was one event that I was not able to get out to. And I was sitting there like in the 10th row. I always got really close. Now, who played Bill Gates? Um, Anthony Michael Hall. Right. And his real name is Michael Anthony Hall, believe it or oh. not. Isn't oh, that weird? I, have, I had all the words. That's right. He was in a TV series, sci-fi, called The Dead Zone. I forgot about that. Um, he, he also did the Brat Pack movies. Right. Yep. But I mean, he's, I, kind of, he's kind of a modestly successful actor, doing a lot of TV and small films. The biggest film he ever did was The Dark Knight. He played a small role in The Dark Knight. Okay. He was also plays remember. in a zombie TV show called Z Nation. He appeared okay. on Warehouse 13 as a guest. I remember He appeared Warehouse on 13. No Ordinary Family, where Michael Chiklis plays the dad of a family that has superpowers. Oh, right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. He, yeah, he, he's, I would say, a very successful working actor. He's a character actor now. Yeah. And I think, as you say, he's one of these people who is very busy, like James Remar. Remember, look up James Remar. There is no day that passes where you don't see him in five different shows. I mean, this guy is a working actor. He can be a heavy. He can be very funny beyond belief because he's just a good actor. And he had, you know, I I saw him one day, he's doing this new superhero show, Black Lightning, where he's a co-star. James Remar, fabulous character actor. This is one of the best character actors out there. And I think people like him because they know he's basically a decent guy. And then he appears as an admiral or something in NCIS Los Angeles. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then who knows what else he appears in? Dexter's father. Remember Dexter's father the spirit of his father that is kind of like his conscience yep i i thought he was great in dexter i mean this yep. is a guy who's just been a working actor for 40 years and he's fabulous and these are the people by the way who sometimes make shows work because having him in there on black lightning gives it another dimension because he has secrets and that's very interesting mm-hmm. another actor who's really good about that is jk simmons the guy who does the farmer's yes. commercial, and he played a psychiatrist on Law and Order. He played Commissioner Gordon in Justice League, right. one of many actors to play Commissioner Gordon. He played the newspaper publisher J. Jonah Jameson in the first three Spider-Man movies. I loved his Jameson. Yeah, and the guy, he's another one of these very nice actors. I think he's a Midwest guy from Michigan or something. Really, really nice guy and does all these roles and he does justice to them. And again, he's serious. Have you seen his he's new funny. series yet? I've, I saw it once. I didn't really like it. I, thought it was I haven't kind had of a weird. chance to see it yet, but it's getting rave reviews. 
I didn't like it. I didn't like it. He plays like like two versions of himself from different realities. We -hmm. got another reality to focus on here. And that will happen in a moment with Jeff Gambit of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Minuteman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Minuteman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. If you money to the irs you need to hear this the irs is cracking down on those who owe back taxes it starts with a devastating letter and if you don't act immediately you could find yourself having your wages garnished or have a lien placed on your property but there's a solution tax 10,000 can help avoid enforced compliance where these holds on your income and seizure of your home could become a nightmare that just won't end call 800-239-9957 now and speak to one of our experts 800-239-9957 is the number to link you directly to a tax resolution specialist who will 
negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. Working through the IRS Fresh Start program, all the forms will be handled for you. All you have to do is make the toll-free call, 800-239-9957. Find out if you qualify and possibly save yourself thousands of dollars, not to mention a lot of headaches. It could be the best call you've made today. That number again, 800-239-9957. The service does not provide tax settlement or legal services. We will refer you to a company that does provide such services. Often the IRS will not agree to any reduction in the amount owed. Not all taxpayers who owe more than $10,000 will qualify for a tax reduction program. Are you afraid to go to the mailbox because of letter after letter from the IRS? Are they stacking on more and more penalties and interest? By now, you know the problem won't go away on its own. Don't let the IRS chase you to your grave with penalties and interest and liens and levies. You need real help now. I'm Dan Pilla. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I help thousands of people solve tax problems they thought couldn't be solved. I can help you too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. So from Noah Wiley playing Steve Jobs to the best character actors out there, and now the most famous character actor of all, Siri. <laughs> you read the piece in the information about the sour grapes of these Siri employees who've done nothing after Siri. The question I would have here before we have anything else, the fact that these people couldn't get a second act or they just went into another company that does digital assistance. Is it possible Apple had the right idea but the wrong technology? I think Apple had great technology. And I think that for whatever reason, there was some internal thing that happened and they've squandered it. I think they can still recover, but they've squandered this lead they had because Siri at the time, I mean, that was the bomb before Apple bought it. And there was nothing on the market like it. It was just astounding. One of the possible explanations, because we, by the way, have contrary arguments being made in response to the information. We have Brian Chen from the New York Times who said it really was great, but he pointed out something which was mentioned by some of the other people, including a member of the Siri team who said, you know, you're hearing a complaint here from one of the guys who brought you Apple Maps. Do we really want to take him seriously? That fellow Williamson who worked under Scott Forstall. So the issue here is, is it possible a lot of Siri's problems is not the core technology, but because it's so damned popular, scaling up. Because remember here, hundreds of millions of people have devices with Siri on it. iPhones, dating Mm -hmm. back to the iPhone 4S. Amazon Echo, they've sold, what, 25 million copies? They don't have a fraction of the traffic with Alexa as Siri. Google Voice, I'm not sure, because remember, most Android phones are cheap junk, and they Mm -hmm. probably don't even use Google Voice. So Apple says something which is it's the most used in their response to the information article, and that might be the whole problem. It's just so widely used that Apple has had all these years difficulty coping with it. We have problems with iCloud all the time, and I suspect a lot of that is the scaling up of those services. You know, that could be part of the problem. I think that a bigger issue for Apple is that along with this popularity that Siri's having, 
that uh, people are looking at what they're doing with, say, Google Assistant or or Alexa. They're trying to do head-to-head comparisons between all of these services. The path that Apple chose to take with Siri, and this was this was well before Siri w- was out of its beta. Do you remember that? It was beta for a long time. But uh, I, I think the path that Apple chose to take with Siri is very different than the path that Google and Amazon chose. So because people are doing this head-to-head comparison, Siri doesn't do the same things in the same way as these other platforms. It's getting a bad rap. Sometimes it should, but other times it's getting a bad rap simply because people aren't getting the differences between these platforms. Well, the problem is here is on the surface, they seem to be the same. Yeah, that's a really big problem because if an an average user is looking at these services and on the surface, they all seem the same. Okay, well, then they're going to do head-to-head comparisons. And now that's on Apple. If Apple wants us to see Siri in in the way that they do, then they need to work on the message and they need to work on educating us because right now, it's one of those things where if someone were to walk up to me today and without giving me any extra information were to say, I want to use my voice to control my smart home. Do I get an Echo or do I get a Siri compatible device? You know, use my iPhone, get a HomePod, whatever. I'm going to tell them to get an Echo. And that's because I know with the Echo, the support is there for a much wider range of products. And I also know that that more people feel like they're having higher reliability with the voice commands they give to the Echo. And uh, and actually, part of the reason that is is because Amazon has done an amazing job of teaching us the syntax we need to use when we communicate with an Echo. So it doesn't need to be smart. It just needs to be able to parse our voices well and convert those sounds into the text commands or whatever that they're using on the back end to trigger whatever the action is. Amazon's Alexa is very good at that. And yet Siri is a stunningly powerful tool. This is the kind of messaging that probably would be lost on most people. It's too subtle. It's too nuts and bolts. What does Apple do? Right. Apple has an opportunity here with the HomePod that they didn't have, I think, with iPhone and Apple Watch. And it's that now HomePod can serve as that ubiquitous voice access tool in the way that, say, an Echo or a Google Home does. So people can talk to their HomePod without having to do the the other steps we did before, pull out your iPhone, lift up your, your Apple Watch. And it's going to make it more convenient, I think, for people to use Siri as a voice tool. And if Apple can play that properly, they can use this as the opportunity to educate more people about what Siri does for them and why it may or may not be a better choice for their voice control. How does Apple solve the Siri problem? I suggested something with Adam, just off the top of my head. Okay. And I suggested that Siri offer a feature kind of similar to what you're able to do with Apple Maps, which is to correct it, to say, you know, Siri, you got it wrong. And whatever Mm -hmm. the keyword is, Siri comes on and you say what happened. And then Siri says, would you like me to send this to Apple? 
and Apple sends that recording where you explain what Siri did wrong. And Apple collects those error reports and uses it to refine Siri because Apple says they're using machine learning to -hmm. keep it and localize the ability of Siri to recognize things. But here's where the customer gives Apple permission to have those words on file and to use it in testing and refining Siri. Wouldn't that be possible? I'm sure Apple could come up with a way to do something like that. It's a they're a very clever company with some of the best engineers on the planet. So my my guess is they might be doing something like that to a degree, but but not nearly as detailed as what you just suggested. And I do like your idea. Uh, but if uh, if you give Siri a command and it doesn't work right and you have to do it again. And so now you're in this cycle where you're trying to to make your your iPhone or your HomePod or whatever turn on the lights properly, and it just doesn't work. Apple is getting some sort of anonymized data about how people are using the devices. And my guess is they have a way of knowing if they're not doing what people want. My guess is they have some of that information, but... If they did something like what you just suggested, they'd be able to get a lot more data and they'd be able to find some of these problems faster and probably address them in in a much better way than they can with the limited data they have today. So maybe here, what could happen is if Siri detects you're asking the same thing over and over again, it says, would you like me to send an error report to Apple? And you have the option to say, sure, or, you know, no way, Siri, or something like that. That could trigger it, too, automatically. I like that. Okay, I I think you found the solution right there. This way, you know, we understand it's a digital assistant. There are issues. And this way, Apple could follow those core issues. However, if it's more a problem of scaling up, then it's still the server and the server farms. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that will always be an issue that I think all all of the voice assistant services will have to address. I think uh, for Apple, they have an added problem, which is that while Amazon and Google have worked hard to make sure that their systems can work essentially as your personal trivia uh, trivia assistant apple hasn't taken that path so apple needs to help people understand that this isn't their trivial pursuit cheat machine this, this is something that's supposed to assist them in in other ways and well and that comes back to education and the message that that they're putting out. But here's something Apple could do that would give them a leg up on on Amazon and Google, and that's to make Siri understand compound commands. So it kind of sort of does that to a degree already. Well, uh, try and turn on your hue lights to 50% brightness and have the color blue. We're going to have more blue or green on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. 
A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the purest for you and your family. For over 14 years, thousands have depended on Berkey Clean Water. The Berkey Guy has you covered at home, work, and on the go with water filtration systems of every size for every budget. Now, GCN listeners receive 10% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN at GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. All right, I'm not into Internet of Things stuff or HomeKit Mm -hmm. stuff, so... I don't have any idea what you're talking about here. It's just a multiple command, basically. You're asking it to do two things as opposed to a progressive step. First, give me A, then give me B. Yes. So uh, I'll give you an example. If I were to, to say, uh, hey, S lady, turn on my office lights 50% blue. That's not going to happen. What I have to do is say, Hey, S lady, turn on my office lights. Hey, S lady, set my office lights to 50%. Hey, S lady, turn my lights blue. And uh, and then all three of those things will happen in succession because I just said them. But they don't happen the way that's natural, which is to to, to give the command and include all the parameters at once. If Apple can crack that nut, then series usability goes up exponentially and that's something that we don't have uh really in in a google assistant or amazon alexa well you see here's the thing too about how those systems work and some voice recognition systems they have you go through every tiny step like for Mm -hmm. example my car is in the shop and i have a loaner and the loaner is a totally different car it's actually a ford fusion hybrid because in the shop for a minor bumper scrape the auto insurance company gives you a free rental and i'm entitled to a certain amount so i got the ford fusion hybrid the first hybrid car 
I ever got, okay? It starts silently. It runs silently. It's a pretty decent car, actually. But its voice recognition system is elementary. So if I'm going to an Volkswagen, call a phone number. I'll just say 555-1000, which is, you know, we always use 555 on TV shows. I would say, push the button, dial 555-1000. It'll repeat it back to me, and I'll say dial, period. That's Mm -hmm. it. Or I'll say, call Gene Steinberg home. And it will respond to answer, and then you say yes. With the Ford, and they've improved their software. They were using Microsoft with Ford Sync before. You would say, dial, after activating the voice recognition. And then it would give me what commands I could use. And I repeat the number. And then it repeats the number back at me. And then it says you can say, dial, or this, or that. And then you say, dial. It has twice as many steps. So Ford's digital assistant is, to me, half as smart as Volkswagen's in a cheaper car. And it's like you're saying you're telling Siri to do something. You have to kind of break it up into multiple steps as opposed to a single multi-step question or comment. Mm -hmm. Because you can say, you know, turn on the blue lights and keep them at 30% intensity. That could be one sentence. That should be one sentence. When we get to that point... It's going to make a voice assistant much more useful because if you take it beyond just the, my light example, imagine deciding you need to plan a part of your evening. So you say, hey, S lady, find me a Mexican restaurant that's on my way to Jean's house and set a reservation for us at 7 p.m. tonight. Like if you had a real assistant helping you out, that's enough information for them to get all of that done. Siri, if it could do that, would be so much more useful. And who cares about whether or not it's your trivia assistant? At that point, it's your honest, real, true personal assistant. Well, that may also be something that could be done with advertising. Emphasize the personal assistant. Yes, Long-term, that's much more useful than being able to say, Yo, Siri, who was the actor that played the red shirt commander in the Corbin Might Maneuver? Right, but that's a silly trivia question. What Apple you know, can't say, don't ask trivia questions. What they can say is, this is show you using Siri to respond to legitimate requests. I don't say trivia is not a legitimate request, but responds to meaningful commands and train the customer. That's actually going to be harder for them to train than than I realized, because I just thought about how with uh, HomePod, if there's a song playing, you can ask Siri to tell you uh, things like, uh, when was this this song recorded? Uh, what album is it on? Who's the drummer on this track? Things like that. And those little bits of trivia information, Siri can just throw right back at you, no problem. So, uh, so Apple's giving us a mixed message with Siri. That's a problem. Well, because they're using it to sell Apple Music with HomePods. Well, you see, we have Apple Music with HomePods. And Mm -hmm. that's why you have that mixed message. But I certainly think Apple could change that or push the information, the personal part, the personal part. As soon as they throw trivia, then you just confuse the message. And do people care? 
Do people care? I want to know about this song. I just want to listen. Don't bother me with this nonsense. I I agree. But at the same time, I also look at the reaction people have had to the uh, the trivia sort of questions that they ask these devices. And that has become the litmus test for many people. If they can't get the same detailed information about whatever that question is from all these devices, the one that can't come up with that answer is the one that they think is a failure. I don't know what kind of solution you can have there, because I think then that Apple's going to still have to emphasize the trivia. Then again, that's really mechanical. For the most part, it's just storing certain levels of information and leave it there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that's something where anyone who asks who won the World Series in 1963 is going to get the same answer. But right. if you want a specific answer tailored to your personal situation, that's what requires intelligence. Yes. Otherwise, it's just mechanical memory. And that's something that Apple could easily retrieve no matter what. Maybe it can find better ways. But again, then again, it may be a scaling issue where if Siri is overwhelmed with requests and I have no idea what capacity Siri has, that's the issue. Because that was implied with the original rollout of Siri where the comment, the tweet from Brian Chen of the New York Times where he said, a dozen of us asked Siri questions. And she was very good. Only when they scaled up did they run into problems. And one of the Siri executives who spoke positively as opposed to ragging on Apple, they said the same thing. Once you scaled it up, it was really hard to keep up, and they're still not keeping up. iCloud has problems probably for the same reason. That being the case, Apple needs to find some people that can lead the charge on fixing this problem. Because if, if they have a really useful product that's not scaling, they need to fix that. And it, it's not like Apple is a, a little niche boutique company anymore. I mean, they're one of the biggest companies on the planet. People are using Siri every day. Like millions of of commands go through Siri every day. They need to step up their game and fix the scaling issue if that's actually a problem. Well, also, as I said, you know, my proposal for a better way of recognizing mistakes by Siri, not just machine learning, but then again, machine learning might be working, but it could take months or years for us to see the difference. I think Apple needs to communicate better as to what's happening. Otherwise, this is what's going to happen. You're going to have reviewers who are going to say, okay, let's compare Siri and let's compare Alexa and let's compare Google Voice. And that won't be considered. And it's also possible to manipulate those tests knowing what Siri does best, what Alexa does best, what Google does best, and emphasizing the latter two. Oh, of course. Apple has uh, has a big problem to address here. I think they have a good product with Siri. They're definitely having some issues. And we are at a phase in the voice assistant technology world where these things are still so new and so rudimentary. Regardless of everything that we can do with them today, these are very rudimentary systems. More to come on the Tech Night Owl Live. <laughs> Yeah.
Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill a minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death. 
at GCN Team, we should change the Healthy Body Brain and Heart Pack to the Healthy Libido Pack. The brain and heart are not the only organs that require a healthy vascular system. For proper blood flow at the right moment, go to GCNTeam.com or call 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. That's 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. Well, Apple keeps Siri on its game. Their response to the information piece, of course, is that Siri is the biggest and the best and all that. And let's just hope that for the most part, they're right. Then again, as with anything else, anything that Siri does bad will be emphasized a thousandfold. Yes. And people will not forget. People still make fun of handwriting recognition on the Newton message pad. The who? You see? Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a question here. Okay. Why do we care, and you wrote this article, about yet another trailer for a superhero movie? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're talking about the Avengers of Infinity War trailer that, that uh, dropped on Friday morning. I'm about uh, to drop because, you know, I'll watch the movie, mm-hmm. you know. But I have another question, too, I'll give you in a moment. I'll watch okay. the movie. But why do I care about this trailer as opposed to any other trailer? It's a movie trailer. I mean, sometimes the first one, oh, this is the new Star Wars film, and here's the first trailer. And for a while, they said that about Justice League until they realized that Warner made some decisions about that movie that made it bad. Although I haven't seen it yet, so maybe it's not as bad as I thought. I'm, I'm really procrastinating on that movie. I'm going to wait till it shows up for three bucks at Redbox. And then I'll watch it. But I want to watch it in 4K. But it's $5.99 now. And I'd rather pay my rent than a $5.99 movie. But maybe I sure. will be able to do something like that. And I'll watch it and then I'll see what's going on. The thing I like to see here is the way the movie companies and the TV companies kind of duplicate each other. So we have Black Panther, the movie about a black superhero that's just humongously successful and it's gotten all these great reviews and some of the best reviews in years it's grossed well over a billion dollars and it's going on and on almost the same time we have a tv show about a black superhero called black lightning now they're both Mm -hmm. legitimate comic book characters and we know for example that marvel and dc comics kind of shadow each other in their heroes so Mm -hmm. for example there are going to be two movies about a character called Captain Marvel. Did you know that? There's a woman who's Captain Marvel for Marvel. But there's the original Captain Marvel, who they call Shazam now. The one that right. was the major competitor to Superman in the late 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. It's called, and that is it's fun. Zachary Levi plays Shazam. And it's about young Billy Batson, a teenager, who learns the secret to say the magic words, and I think he has to have a magic ring, depending on the version. He rubs his magic ring and he says, Shazam! And he becomes the world's mightiest mortal. 
with the mm-hmm. red uniform and everything. And they had a, there's a couple of photos on there with Zachary Levi, who was also in the last Thor movie. He's become a superhero kind of guy. He's, you know, he's bulked up with 20 pounds of muscle. And they have a picture of him. And he actually looks the part as Shazam. He, he does. And, and if you go back... He doesn't look silly. Yeah. And if you really want to see the original... There's a 1941 black and white movie serial with pretty decent special effects starring a, a movie B-Western star named Tom Tyler, Captain Marvel. And it was based on a comic book where Captain Marvel faces a villain called the Scorpion. And here's the trivia. The guy who created the Scorpion is someone I used to know years ago in the 60s and 70s, a guy named Otto Binder, who wrote most of the comic book continuity for Captain Marvel for like 20 years. He also, in 1959, created for the fledgling DC comic books, the cousin of Superman, Supergirl, and the Legion of Superheroes. And all that came out of Otto Binder. So look him up. He, He had a really big impact on the comic book industry. He sure did. He was also a big UFO fan. He was a sci-fi writer and just a really nice guy. I met him. He must have been like in his 50s or something like that. And he's just a pleasant guy, told some great stories. And like I say, he wrote books about UFOs too. And he was honored in the first episode of Supergirl, the pilot episode, where Supergirl, when she finally debuts as a superhero for National City, she saves this plane that's going to crash, flies it over the Otto Bender Bridge. I remember that, yes. Something most people wouldn't notice, but what a wonderful, subtle tribute. That's right. And his most famous character, probably until, is Supergirl. But he lived in, like, he he died in 1974. So I think I first met him, like, in the last five, six years of his life. And he, but he did everything. I mean, if you look at him, he worked with a lot of the most famous comic books of the early years. He also created Jimmy Olsen's Watch. Oh, okay. Yep. That's interesting. And as I said, he came up with several of the versions of Supergirl. So very, very interesting. And of course, as I said, the Legion of Superheroes. That's Monel and Saturn Girl and all that. He also wrote stories about the Human Torch. Captain America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how we got into this subject, but that's it. Yes, and, and, he, and he wrote the original Human Torch, not the Fantastic Four Human Torch, right? Right. Yeah. That's, that is just so cool. And you knew him. And I knew him. And I also, of course, I mentioned that another person I knew, you know, of course, this character in Legends of Tomorrow, and he started out in Flash, you know, in Arrow, a scientist named Ray Palmer. Yep. Who becomes the Atom, this robotic suit that he could reduce his size. When they came up with a character named Ray Palmer, they were honoring the real Ray Palmer, a sci-fi writer-editor from the 30s and 40s, who was the co-founder of a magazine on the strange and unknown called Fate Magazine. Ray Palmer died in the 70s also, late 70s, and I knew him as well. The real Ray Palmer. That's really cool. I knew the real Ray Palmer, not the fake one. I knew the one, the one that was the, the one sci-fi that really writer. mattered. But they deliberately 
honored him. And the difference, of course, is that Ray Palmer was somewhat crippled foot guy, really short, like four foot ten. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Ray Palmer in just played by Brandon Ralph is a six foot two strapping guy. Of right. course, Brandon Ralph, of course, had played the Superman in Superman Returns. Right. Yeah, that that was weird for me the first time I saw him as the Atom, because I just couldn't shake at first his Superman character. Especially because he talks a lot like Christopher Reeve did. That's why he was picked. He had yes. a similar voice and a somewhat similar look. And as a result of that, that's why it was really took a while. You still think of him. Oh, that's Superman. Yeah. Yep. I still do. So there you go. Have you been watching Keeping Up With Your Trivia or not? Uh, I, I've, I've been so busy lately, and I, and I feel horribly, horribly behind on so many things. Um, I did, however, finally finish season two of The Expanse, and, uh, and now I am partway into season two of Jessica Jones. More to come, not just about Jessica Jones with the Tech Night I Live. <laughs> for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again, 877-279-9422. I'm David Hall, founder of Diamond Gusset, where we're proud of our 100% grown and sewn American-made jeans. Whether you're out for dinner, working on the farm, or on the road, Diamond Gusset Jeans offers a full spectrum of styles and sizes for any occasion. To find yours, visit gusset.com. That's G-U-S-S-E-T.com. Our loyal customers enable us to continue sponsoring Liberty Media outlets like the one you're listening to. In Liberty, David Hall, Diamond Gusset Gene Company. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my crow's feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like ten years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone? (laughs) It's easy. Just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle it's bugging me. I am a little bit emotional. I turning 40 I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror. Try instantly ageless today at gcnlife.com. That's gcnlife.com. 30-day money back guarantee and preferred price discount at gcnlife.com. That's gcnlife.com. 
Marijuana has unleashed a green gold rush across our nation. It's creating $10.8 billion in new wealth a year. And every day, it's transforming more and more Americans into millionaires. In an historic event, former Speaker of the House John Boehner reveals how you could become one of them. Join him online for the American Cannabis Summit. Attendance is 100% free, but space is limited. To secure your spot, text JOIN to 44055. This event is the first of its kind ever. John Boehner and an esteemed panel will reveal which cannabis stocks are primed to deliver life-changing windfalls in the weeks and months ahead. Plus, they will show you how to become a cannabis angel investor, backing the hottest startups before they potentially become worth billions of dollars. To join American Cannabis Summit, text JOIN to 44055. Attendance is free. Text JOIN to 44055. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see? Advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. You're ahead of me here. I haven't finished The Punisher yet. And Jessica Jones, I haven't started because I've had other issues to deal with first, but I'll, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Oh, well, let's continue with some other issues here. And this one was interesting because I don't know if you read Josh Center's pieces for tidbits. And he wrote a piece there because he wrote the book on, you know, take control of Apple TV. Mm -hmm. And he was ragging on, the Apple TV and the Sony implementation of HDR for 4K. How confusing all that stuff is. Yes. Okay, so I've been able to follow that story kind of from the inside for a little while because John Martellaro, who also works for Mac Observer, he's been very deep into this as well. And and John and Josh, they, they've been carrying on quite the conversation about I this bet. thing. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they're going so deep in this. Yeah, this, this is really frustrating because this whole thing with the HDR has become such a convoluted mess. And just because you have something that supports HDR doesn't mean you have HDR support. It, and worse, of course, you have two HDRs. Yeah. You have Dolby Vision, you have HDR10. 
some of the sets, I'm not sure which one, whether it's Dolby Vision or HDR10, one requires hardware, one could be done in software on your TV set. The second thing is, do you have an HDMI port, which I think has to be 2.0A or beyond or higher, yes. that passes HDR? Because if not, you'll get the 4K, but you won't get the HDR. Or, yeah. And not all TV sets have every HDR port that fully supports HDR. And part of the reason, of course, is cost. They want to keep the cost down because they want to make TV sets as cheaply as possible. Like the Vizio M-Series port one does HDR. The other three ports don't. And they figure and you're probably gonna, not going to need it because it's got a built-in SmartCast app, which is Google Chromecast, where you could get the Netflix and the Amazon and the Voodoo 4K. You don't need an HDMI port because it's built in. Or if you cast it from your iPhone or Android phone, it's going to go on your Wi-Fi connection. So it still doesn't need that port. But if you use the wrong port, you don't get the HDR. Maybe it has the wrong HDR. Maybe it has to be configured differently to pass that HDR. So you don't know what you're getting. And nobody, you know, really normally, was it like beta and VHS? At least with beta and VHS, you knew it was different because they use different... Cassettes. Yeah, cartridges are a different size. Yeah. Right. This, what? Yeah, it's it's horrible. Uh, okay, so John Martellaro and I were actually talking about this this morning, and he was uh, lamenting the fact that the receiver he has, which supports HD, or, uh, HDR, uh, as does his Apple TV, as does his television, I mean, so everything in his, in his system supports HDR, and yet he can't get HDR to show on his television from anything. It's just been this ridiculous mess. He's actually narrowed it down to a problem with the receiver he has. He has all these devices that are feeding into a single receiver to manage uh, the sound and, and everything else. And it's not doing its job correctly. And the manufacturer is not being responsive to his questions. So that's another problem. I mean, which piece of equipment do you buy to make sure that everything that you want to do with HDR actually still happens. And uh, it's it's just a ridiculous mess. It's, it's not like it used to be where you got your television, you plugged in your cable, and everything just worked. Now, now it's just this mess that goes beyond what most consumers can uh, even begin to deal with. Now, to make it more confusing... More and more cable providers are providing built-in Netflix, but it's not Netflix with 4K. It's standard high-definition. It's Mm high-definition Netflix. So now I want to watch Netflix. It's an app on my Cox Contour 2 and then Xfinity or something from Comcast, I forget. Point being here is I have that, but it's not 4K. But if I have my Vizio with the built-in Chromecast feature, it is 4K. It's built-in 4K. If I have an Apple TV, the 4K model, I get the 4K with or without HDR, who knows anymore. So that's mm-hmm. even more confusing. So suddenly I have access to Netflix from different places, but unless they all meet the standard, you don't get your 4K and you don't get your HDR. I mean, I've seen HDR. The Vizio passes through in its own built-in app. Netflix with a perfectly presentable interface, not far Mm -hmm. off from Apple TV's classic interface. I don't know about the new one. And they pass the HDR. I see the HDR. I can tell the difference. I saw it on several of the shows I was watching, and I thought it was great. 
to have that HDR. Because you can see the colors are just brighter and richer and everything like that. But as you say, it becomes more and more confusing. And now that you have multiple sources for the same service, how do you know which one is going to give you what you want? You have to check the manual. You have to check this. Where does Apple TV fit into all this? I, I was saying, and Adam and I were talking about this, is that these are dead-end products, Roku, Apple TV 4K, because as more and more sets have the smart features and work with people like Google or Roku, and why shouldn't Apple do that too, to embed the features so you don't need a separate box, you won't need the separate box. Eventually, your cable and satellite company, and the satellite companies are starting now, will build in 4K and HDR in their boxes. Mm -hmm. Then if they offer these extra services like Netflix, then you won't need the extra box. It won't matter whether you have a smart TV or not, as long as it has 4K and HDR. And that will probably smooth things over. In fact, it's a good idea for a cable company or a satellite company to give you Netflix because it's free money. They'll get a cut from Netflix. They'll keep a customer. Mm -hmm. And there'll be no problem about throttling because it'll come through your cable box. You don't have to worry about net neutrality. Yep. I'm with you. And I hadn't really thought about how dead end the standalone streaming boxes were. But yeah, I can see that. The part that makes me sad about that is that the interfaces for many of these services that are on smart TVs are just horrible. And you get a much better interface on the standalone streaming boxes. So I will be sad to see the better interfaces go. But yep, I I get it. The uh, market for the streaming boxes is ultimately uh, going to be short-lived. If they have Roku, it's going to be the Roku interface, which is perfectly decent. I have the Google interface. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it doesn't have the smart stuff that you can't say, you know, S lady. I don't want to say that. You know, I will. You can't say, Siri, what show is playing? Right. Here are some movies playing at theaters near you. Black Panther, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, A Wrinkle in... Forget it. I just wanted to do that to show you how responsive she is. But seriously speaking here, it won't have all that smart stuff. But if you're a creature of habit and you kind of watch the same shows, once you set things up, it doesn't matter, really. I mean, you know how to get into Netflix and they show you the new shows on top pretty good. I'm not sure about Mm -hmm. Hulu because I haven't used Hulu. I know about Amazon because I've used it a little bit. They all work in a similar way. Right. There's nothing there that's so special. And I think the more you reduce the number of things people have to connect to, the more that people will like it. The more that you embed some of these extra services or apps where they're turning Netflix into home box office or something, into HBO. Mm -hmm. The more they do that, which is what they want to do, just make another channel. That you pay for. I mean, you're paying already, what, HBO is, what, $10, $15? So Netflix is $10, $15. What's mm-hmm. the big difference other than streaming? This way, the cable and satellite companies keep your business because they give you these extra services. And because you're keeping these extra services, they have more money to play around with for doing everything. It's like reversing the cable cord cutting thing. You're reversing it because now you're embracing these services you're coming out with your own streaming services like Dish Network mm-hmm. and DirecTV. More to come on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists, get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow, a new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the purest for you and your family. For over 14 years, thousands have depended on Berkey Clean Water. The Berkey Guy has you covered at home, work, and on the go with water filtration systems of every size for every budget. Now, GCN listeners receive 10% off ceramic filter systems using code GCN at GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. In these uncertain times, it makes sense to have a sustainable backup method to cook food and boil water. If your current plan includes using a fuel-burning stove or cooking over an open fire, then there's a much better way. The Miniman Rocket Stove is a biomass-burning cooking stove that only requires small quantities of sticks and twigs for fuel. The Miniman Stove is easy to use, smokeless, portable, powerful, and sustainable. For the finest in survival cooking stoves and fire starters made right here in the USA, go to MinutemanStove.com. That's MinutemanStove.com. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. Do you feel like you're losing control over your finances? If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services and take advantage of the Fresh Start program and new laws that may allow us to negotiate a settlement for the lowest amount possible. Our team of tax attorneys and enrolled agents can stop collections and get you protected so you can take control of your financial future. Tax Mediation Services is accredited by the Better Business Bureau. Call now for a free case review and a price protection guaranteed quote. Call Tax Mediation Services now at 800-318-1251. That's 800-318-1251. 800-318-1251. Broadcast Casting to over a thousand radio stations, GCN programming is in all of the largest markets. A GCN advertising career could be the business opportunity you've been waiting for. Companies need hardworking representatives just like you to handle their needs, while you earn residual income which can last for years. Companies are buying and they need you. 
Email advertise at GCNlive.com or call 877-996-4327. That's 877-996-4327. Live with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. I think it's going to reverse itself because the cable companies are smart enough to know what they have to do to get your business back now. I think they're getting a sense, and Netflix was the key. Embedding Netflix was a really important thing to do. Also, you got too many shows, too many services. And you work, wake up one day and say, I just wanted to have a couple of services and my TV antenna or something. I want to get rid of the cable. And then you realize there are so many different services and each one only offers a few shows. You got to subscribe to 10 of them. You you want to watch the new Star Trek show, Discovery, CBS All Access, two versions of the show, by the way. There's one limited commercials and one without commercials. So $5.99 limited commercials, I think, what, $9.99? For one show? For one show, yep. For one show, 15 episodes for the entire season. We offer better with Tech Night Out Plus. You know why? Because we give you a show every week and continued permanent access to a library going back several years. On the Powercast Plus, we even have a second show every week. And we only charge you five bucks a month. I think we give you a much better deal than they do. But you see what's happening here. They're going to basically flood the market. And people are going to say, this is too expensive for me. I have to cut back. Yep, that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, you're already seeing it because people want to see uh, an original show on Hulu, a couple that are on Netflix, something that's on Amazon Prime, and then CBS All Access says, hey, we've got the new Star Trek show. Oh, but don't forget, you also need to have HBO so that uh, you can watch Game of Thrones and Westworld. The next thing you know, you're paying more in streaming subscriptions than you were paying for your cable bill that you're trying to get away from. And then what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to make a decision, all these networks, because all these services are owned by big networks. Hulu is owned by what, NBC and several others. And of course, we have Amazon, which it doesn't matter with Amazon. It's a service more than profit. They're all going to have to decide, what do we do? Netflix, I think, has a model that could last for a while. Most of the others don't. Having HBO as standalone, Showtime, CBS All Access. The problem there is the market is being saturated real fast. And with me, I don't have a very expensive cable package. I keep it cheap. And I have Netflix. I have 18 Mm -hmm. TV shows on my DVR I have not seen yet. Yeah, and that's with your limited package. Yeah, imagine someone that has one of the bigger packages, plus they also have Netflix, Amazon Prime, and maybe Hulu. And good luck keeping up with your shows then. At least Amazon Prime, if you're getting it to buy stuff from Amazon, you know, you get the free two-day shipping, where it does pay for itself because it's either, what, $100 a year or $13, $14 a month. And if you buy a couple of times from Amazon, you suddenly paid for that service. So Amazon Video is free. 
The music is free too, isn't it? I've lost track. I can't keep up with yeah, this uh, stuff. They, they have a they have a version that's included with Amazon Prime, and then they have a separate subscription music service that has more content. Okay. Now the other thing here, of course, Apple now admits they're coming up with TV shows. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be part of Apple Music? It can't just be for Apple TV. There's no audience for that. Apple Music has 38 million people, so adding that as a value extra to Apple Music, brand new exclusive TV shows. Is that the magic bullet there? Suddenly they're differentiating themselves even more from Spotify? Yeah, I think that's a very big part of Apple's plan. They they want to be seen as different from Spotify. They want to be seen as an all-inclusive entertainment service and adding in a lot of, of original content for TV shows. That's how you do that. And uh, so Apple, I don't think they're looking at Spotify as their competition in the streaming space. They've been looking at Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Hulu as their competition for for a long time. We're we're seeing that now because they're buying up all these what have the potential to be high-quality shows, and they'll be available only through Apple Music, or if they decide to call it something else, whatever. But for now, Apple Music. They'll call it Apple Music and TV. Very simple. That's yeah. all. And remember, Apple doesn't need to make a profit from Apple Music. Spotify has problems. I think they're going public now soon. They have a problem. Yes. Very big problem is their model for profit really doesn't work that well. I guess with volume, it maybe it does. But remember, every time you download music, they have to send a check to the artist. And I think they pay a lower scale than Apple does. Apple, it doesn't matter. Apple is locking you into their ecosystem with services. Mm-hmm. So you sign up for Apple Music. I think the last announcement from Eddie Q was they have 38 million members. And the membership growth, you notice, is accelerating rapidly. And maybe because yes. of the expectation of the TV stuff. And then they have 8 million people with the three-month trial. But on some new motor vehicles, they're giving you six-month trials. I think on the new Volkswagens or something, you get right. six months free Apple Music trial. Just like they're doing with, uh, with satellite radio. You know, with satellite radio, you get three months for Sirius XM or six months, depending on the manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Apple now has got to deal with Volkswagen, six months of Apple Music. That's really smart. Three months, you've probably locked someone in because of habit. At six months, the likelihood that they're going to cancel their subscription goes down dramatically. That's a smart move. Right. If that works, Apple will simply work with the automakers. And doing that, they can have tens of millions of subscribers, and it comes as an app on your car's infotainment system. So it'll be an app there, or, of course, if you have CarPlay. So just think about this here. Apple gets in there with the music. Spotify can't afford to do that. You know, Spotify... It's going to be one of these early flashes in the pan. I think ultimately they're either going to have to find a way to better monetize it or eventually they'll fade off because Apple will just overwhelm everybody. I think what's likely to happen if they can't maintain profitability is that eventually one of the other big players, so Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, or Apple, is going to just buy them. Apple probably not because integrating the artist agreements will be difficult. Google maybe, 
or maybe Amazon. Of course, Amazon wants to own everything. Right. So I could see Spotify being integrated with Amazon's musical system. But once again, you're dealing with a very complicated set. It wouldn't make sense for Apple to do it, especially if they're on this other growth path. They don't have to buy a company out, except for Beats. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what Apple needed to buy, so they had their foot in the door. If they were to buy Spotify, it would ultimately be... I think, to make Spotify just go away. But that's not how Apple does business. So I, I don't see Apple as a likely contender for buying Spotify. They bought Beats for the audio technology and for the music service, more for the music service. Mm-hmm. It was the same reason they bought Authentic for fingerprint technology. They bought Prime Sense to get the 3D stuff that later grew. Into Face, Face ID. ID, Siri, They buy the technology. Jeff Gamet, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find more of me over at MacObserver.com and a lot of other amazingly talented people like John Martellaro, who I mentioned earlier. And you can find me on Twitter. I'm Jay Gamet. Uh, Same thing on Instagram and on uh, other podcasts like Mac Observer's Daily Observations. You can find us, by the way, on Twitter. If you look for Tech Night Owl, look for Tech Night Owl on Twitter. We also have a second radio show called The Paracast at Paracast.com. At Paracast.com, we have a special version of this show called Tech Night Out Plus, where we give you a version of the show free of the ads, free of the network ads, better quality audio, all for a low subscription rate. It's called Tech Night Out Plus. Go to plus.technightout.com, P-L-U-S dot technightout.com. Prices are $1.49 a week, $4.99 a month. It's definitely cheaper than CBS All Access. And we're not giving you the ads. You get our show, of course, every week as opposed to a TV retread. I'm joking. (laughs) Jeff Gamut, thank you for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Uh, Thanks for having me on. I always have so much fun when we get to talk. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.